You're listening to the Million Praying Moms podcast, where we believe every mom is uniquely designed by God, but also a part of something much bigger than she could ever be alone. We're authors and moms, Erin Mooring and Brooke McLaughlin, and we're here to help you make prayer your first and best response to the challenges of parenting. Tune in each week to real life conversations with the experts about real issues Christian parents face today. If you're ready to learn practical ways to focus on Christ as you seek wisdom and hope for the difficult job of raising children in today's world, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey there, friends. My name is Brooke McLaughlin, and I'm your co-host for the Million Praying Moms podcast. You're listening to a brand new bonus series where I'm interviewing all of the amazing women who contributed to my newest book releasing August 3rd, Praying Mom, Making Prayer the First and Best Response to Motherhood. I have the words, God, I need you to do something in my children. Ever found their way into your desperate prayers? Do you feel helpless to know how to equip your children for this world and everything it's going to throw at them? Have you ever prayed, God, I can't be the mom they need. I need you to help me. If so, you're not alone. The good news is that there is a way to stay connected with the one who has all the answers so you can be the mom you need to be. When my children were little, I was faced with the undeniable fact that my best efforts fell woefully short of my goal to produce godly children. I knew if God didn't show up, nothing would change in my home. So I began to pray scripture for my children and both my life and my children's lives were transformed. Yours can be too. Over the years, I've learned that while prayer is the most important part of Christian parenting, many moms feel stifled in their prayers and so continue to feel helpless and hopeless. Do you feel like you don't know what or how to pray? Like you don't know if your prayers really matter? Like you can't pray until you get your life together? Or maybe you just feel like you're too busy to pray? Praying Mom will have you making prayer your first and best response to every aspect of family life and thriving as a mom full of hope in the God who can, even if you can't. You can pre-order it now anywhere books are sold. And when you do, you'll get access to some pretty amazing bonuses like two extra chapters that weren't even included in the book, audio prayers, that's actually me praying every single prayer in the book, about 75 or so of them, over your family, and access to my prayer huddle, where I'm equipping you to program prayer into your daily life. If live teaching with me as your prayer coach, live prayer, a free digital prayer journal, and prayer check-ins sounds good to you, pre-order your copy of Praying Mom today. Just visit www.brookmclaughlin.net forward slash pre-order to get started. Today, I have someone with me that you are going to recognize immediately. She's referred to around here as our mentor mom, and she offers her heart and wisdom to our online family a couple times a month in our Prayer Mentoring Monday series. Gina Smith has been such an asset to our ministry because of her heart for reaching the hearts of our kids with grace. She talks about it in her book, Grace Gifts, Practical Ways to Help Your Children Understand God's Grace. And as she shared her own struggle with prayer inside of Praying Mom, you'll want to purchase the book to see how she overcame. Gina, thank you so much for being here today. Tell everybody a little bit about you and your family. Well, I've been married for, it'll be 33 years this year, in August. 
uh, to my husband, Brian, and I have two children, uh, Brianna and Caleb. They are both married. They got married within one year of each other. And I'm thankful they both live pretty close by. And uh, so we have entered, officially entered the empty nest years, our, our learning new ways of living and being married, new ways of parenting, new ways of everything. So yeah, <laughs> it's a big adjustment. So it is, a, it is, but it's good. Yes. Yes. All right. So Gina, as you know, I am asking each of the contributors to praying mom to answer the same two questions during this bonus series. And I have to say that so far for asking the same two questions, our answers have been so diverse and I have thoroughly enjoyed that. In fact, I really believe that if someone is listening to all of these in this bonus series, they're going to end up with a very well-rounded understanding of prayer. So I'm really excited about that. And I can't wait to hear what you have to share. So let's get started with question number one, which is, why does prayer matter to you? That's, that's such a great question. And uh, I could, I could uh, definitely go at, at it from several different angles. But the one that really stands out to me the most, especially right now, is that I think God has definitely helped me to see how very desperate I am for him as I have faced difficult circumstances and life changes over the years. And so as I've gotten older, it's become uh, so much more obvious that I am not in control of anything. (laughs) Um, And I think that in order to really understand how desperate we are for God, he has to slowly shatter that illusion that we are in control. And as he has been doing this in my life, prayer has slowly changed from being something that was maybe on my list of things to do or something that I felt like I needed to do you know, after my quiet time um, to becoming something that I really need to, to do like regularly throughout the day just to connect with God so that I rely on him for minute, you know, minute by minute strength um, and to nurture my relationship with him. Yeah, it's interesting. You're not the first person in this series who has said that prayer at some point in your life has been just kind of a part of your to-do list. I think we've all had that situation where um, we've we've known that we need to be praying. We believe that we've been, you know, it's it's a it's something we're commanded to do. God said to pray, so we're we're supposed to. And if we're if we're quote unquote good Christians, we know that we ought to be praying. But um, having prayer be something that feels like it's just a part of your to do list, something that it that you're just checking off can make it feel a little bit less than it's supposed to be. But yeah. what I what I want to focus on, and I actually touched on this in one of my previous prayer tips episodes. And, and uh, if you want to listen to that, I will or have a link to that episode in our show notes for you, uh, where I went into it with a little bit more depth. But I found that even when prayer feels like something I just need to get through, or I just need to do because I'm doing it out of obedience, that obedience precedes emotion. Mm. So if I just do what I know that God wants me to do, even if I don't necessarily feel like it that day, that often the emotion that I would like to have before I start prayer every time, a lot of times it comes after I'm obedient. Yeah. Have you experienced that? Yes, definitely. For sure. For sure. Okay. All right. Well, so now it's story time for us. I would love it if you would share a time in your life that God transformed you or your family through prayer. 
Well, there have been several really hard seasons over the years when my prayer life changed and deepened. Um, most of them have been, you know, like during times of difficult trials, when I found myself calling out to him in desperation and in need of wisdom or strength. Uh, and I'm sure all of us have gone through you know, similar things. But the most recent, I think, transformation has come in a, a little bit of a different way. Um, and that's actually been since I've been working with you. <laughs> and I began to focus more on praying the word. And, you know, like when situations came up, you know, I would talk to the Lord about them. But transitioning into wanting to go to the word and find out what God says about certain things or finding verse that would apply to circumstances and then just like studying that verse or that passage and then turning it into prayer has um, not only caused my prayer life to come alive and deepen, but it has helped me to know more about God and his character and his promises. And I find myself looking to the word and what he says about something over these situations so much more now. And then it becomes more personal um, and then, you know, turning scriptures into prayer, that just takes it to a whole nother level. And so, yeah, that's not necessarily a plug for Million Praying Moms, but it is. It is. It definitely <laughs> because, is. <laughs> <laughs> because it, uh, I mean, it, it really did clarify for me even more what it meant to pray God's word. And then now I'm experiencing it in a deeper way, yeah. of, you know, just learning how to do that. So, yeah, that's, that's how awesome. it's. So a, a really good example, I think, of this just happened a couple days ago, and I was out to lunch with my daughter, and we were just talking about life, and they've had a pretty rough, she and her husband have had a pretty rough year. Uh, one of the things they've faced is they had a miscarriage a couple of months ago, and um, it was a pretty traumatic experience. As you guys know, who have experienced that, I've never had experienced that, but watching my daughter go through that was mm -hmm. really, it gave me a lot more insight and empathy for women who go through that. So we were discussing that and her fears going forward and, and all of that. And so I was able to share with her about uh, the prayers of lament and how people in the scriptures would cry out to the Lord but they would not just cry out to the Lord, but they would kind of, I don't know, is the word complain, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> complain, or, you know, and say, I don't like this, or this is happening, or express fear, or that they were overwhelmed, and how they were, they brought that to the Lord, and then, but then afterwards, they would take time to remember God's faithfulness in their lives over the years, and then go to his word you know, remember his promises and his character and the, the ultimately trusting in him and clinging to him for their hope. And so as uh, Brianna and I were talking, I was kind of explaining to her the prayer of lament and how that has become really a, a very personal, special way to pray for me. Mm -hmm. And so she asked if I would pray with her. So we, when we got back to her place, we sat down on the couch and we just started praying and talking to the Lord about how it felt, how she felt going forward after the miscarriage. And then it was really kind of cool because I was able to start back from very early in her childhood. And we just mentally traced God's hand through her life and thanked him for how he's provided for her 
and how he's just done these really neat, miraculous things in and through her as he's grown her up. And then, you know, finding her meeting her husband and just all the things that he has done and brought her through. And then, you know, clinging to God, looking at his word, praying his word as she moves forward. So I, that was just a really meaningful way for me to be able to explain that and actually experience that with my daughter. But I'm also finding that God is giving me more opportunities to share that, specifically the prayer of lament, because it doesn't have to be over, you know, big, huge trials. It can be over little things, you know, I'm feeling afraid about this, mm-hmm. or I don't really like that this happened, but now I'm going to remember what you've done in the past. You yeah. Know? And it's really modeled for us in the scriptures so clearly of David over and over again, you know, in the Psalms, I think the prayers of lament are really underutilized in the world oh, today. For sure. Although we do complain a lot. So I'm not saying that we, <laughs> I'm True. not saying that we don't complain to the Lord, but I think what we're missing is then bringing it into that full circle. Like, okay. Yeah. Cause David very clearly complained to the Lord a lot, but he always brought it back at the end of the Psalm. He always brought it back too, but I will praise the Lord. I will, you know, do that. So it's not that we're not complaining, but we need to learn to bring it back full circle prayer or telling God how we feel. So I love that. Gina, I can't thank you enough for sharing your heart with us today. I would love if we could end today's episode by having you share one verse that you're praying for your family right now. And we will actually take that and make it available to our online family to download for free in our show notes. So what's your verse? Okay. Well, this is, more about the season I'm in than my family, but I think it, it definitely can apply. So this is more of a personal verse prayer, but it can be applied to any season of life, especially for women. Lately, I have been convicted that I have been more influenced by the world's view of aging and beauty than I have been by scripture. Of course, I always, I know it in my head what the scriptures say, but I really want it to go from my head to my heart, you know, more so. And we can all relate to that. I think as women, you know, after you've had children or as just as you're aging, your body changes and, you know, you start noticing lines on your face or whatever it is that, that bothers you or makes you feel insecure. So I have been studying verses that have to do with aging. So I got some index cards. This is probably old school, but... <laughs> I bought some index cards, you know, and you know how you put the holes in them in the ring, you know, and you can flip through them. No, exactly um, what you're talking about. And I, on the front of the, the index card, I've been writing a, a verse. And then on the back, I've been turning that verse into a prayer. And so every day I, I read the verse and I want, I would like to memorize them, but I've become familiar with the verse. Then I turn it over and I pray that prayer. And so that's what I've been doing recently for part of my time in the word. Um, And it's been really helping to renew my mind to give me more of a biblical perspective. So, but one of those verses is Ephesians 2.10. And it says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And the reason I have found that verse so encouraging is that one, it helps me to focus on, you know, the fact that I'm God's handiwork, Mm -hmm. but that he's given me something to do. He has a plan. It's been prepared for me in advance to do on a day by day basis. And so as I'm getting older, 
you know, as you get older, sometimes you can feel, well, I'm not old, I'm 57, but <laughs> you're not old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older and, and you know, my kids are gone. So, you know, it's that transition of that's been my purpose in mm-hmm. a lot of ways and pouring into my family just for, to remind myself that he has a job for me to do no matter what I age I am. And that's my purpose. And that aging isn't going to change that. Aging will change pretty much everything mm-hmm. about my life and about my body and you know about everything. But it cannot change the fact that God has created me and has prepared for me in advance good works to do. I love that. That's and that so that has really been transforming. And it doesn't necessarily focus on the physical things that we might struggle with, but it is causing my focus to maybe switch more to the works than the physical. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Everything can change as you get older, but it accept your purpose. Right. Purpose. And the way that you achieve that purpose may look very different from season to season of your life, but your purpose is still the same. I love that. Gina, thank you so much for being here with us today. Can you tell everybody how they can follow you online? Well, you can find me on my website, GinaLSmith.com. And there you'll see a link you know, you can go find me on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast. Before you go, make sure you've grabbed your copy of Brooke's newest book, Praying Mom, making prayer the first and best response to the challenges of motherhood. If you feel helpless to know how to equip your children for this world and all it will throw at them and need help creating a game plan that will never fail you, This book is for you. Inside, you'll find biblical heart-level solutions to the challenges that are keeping you from being an effective praying mom. You can find links to purchase Praying Mom anywhere books are sold in our show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. You can also connect with our community of praying moms by hanging out with us on Instagram at millionprayingmoms or by visiting us at millionprayingmoms.com. And don't forget, with each new episode, we offer five free scripture-based prayers based on that show's topic. Simply visit millionprayingmoms.com and sign up to get yours sent to your inbox right away. Till next time. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.